I looked down at the steaming bowl of grass and said, I can't eat this. And my grandmother said, uh, yes, you will, because it's what's for dinner. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into the treasures of scraps and leftovers. I'll see you soon. I was faced with a bowl of a concoction of some greenery with egg and onions and seasonings in it. And my grandmother was smiling as she put it in front of us. And I was like, I can't eat this. And she was like, oh, yes, you're going to. You see, this was a delicacy, if you will, uh, for the people in in. in uh, my neck of the woods growing up, they had a name for it and they called this stuff poke salad. And it was a wild vegetable, a wild green that would grow just out in the open field. And people would go out and pick this stuff, which to me looked like a raggedy version of a mix between greens and grass. They'd pick it, wash it, and cook it down. And then it would take on a consistency almost like spinach, but worse. (laughs) And so, and don't get me wrong, I like spinach. I like fresh spinach, not cooked. So my grandmother fixes this and she's really proud of herself. And I'm like, I don't want it. (laughs) So let me just say this. I did end up eating it. So did my siblings. And uh, yeah, because you, you did not waste food like that. So why am I talking about poke salad and uh, scraps and things like that? Well, The reason why is because as I am continuing to go through um, my observations of where wisdom is everywhere, I am learning that wisdom is right in front of us. Um, I was uh, looking at uh, some programming uh, the other day. And I was noticing that a lot of programs and hobbies and things like that make use of things, everyday things that people uh, sometimes don't pay attention to. There's a whole industry that deals with repurposing, you know, using something that someone didn't like for something else. Now, if you were to look at what poke salad looks like, you would say, okay, that's just weeds. And you would probably have a landscaper or you would mow it down. But to other people, it became a delicacy of a particular type of vegetation that only grew at certain times. Now, the thing that I like is the heritage that I was uh, born into. Being peoples uh, of the South in the United States of uh, a uh, certain ethnicity, I was taught about how most of our food choices came to be. And I was definitely initiated into the pig part delicacies of pig's feet, chitterlings, also known as chitlins, (laughs) um, pigtails, hoghead cheese, 
and other things. And why am I talking about this? It's because this is what uh, my ancestors had to make do, make do and had to use for their sustenance after they would get through working and I'm I'm not going to say that word, but anyway, after they would get through, it was the leftovers, right? And it's funny that these very things have come around full swing to now be considered uh, a certain type of food and delicacies for other people. I was talking to a sibling the other day and they were like, I'm going to get some pig's feet. I was like, oh no, no, please no. And they were like laughing. They were like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just really want that stuff. And I just, I, I kind of thought about it. I was like, these were the leftovers. These were the refuge that no one else wanted. And why were we able to Besides being desperate, why were we able to take these things and turn them into something grandiose? And then it hit me. And it was the lesson, the wisdom smack that I was seeing was that it is the parts that people despise where some of the greatest treasures reside. Um, There is even a biblical scripture, uh, a portion of it that says uh, the least of them has become the greatest. And when I look at all of these different things, it is not because it um, is is intrinsically good. It's really because someone revisited to respect that thing to turn it into something worth having. Now, I've talked about the word respect, respectare, which means to look again. In the very word of respect, it means that you are going to observe. And I'm going to tell you, the uh, action of observance has many different levels and hierarchies. On the, on the one hand, Joku Public can observe something if, you know, if they have the uh, ability, the ocular functions of their eyes are intact to be able to see something. And that means to just take it in. But then also when you have an observe or observance, that means that you reflect on it. You make room for it with some type of reverence. And so because the word respect incorporates observance, that means that you look at something again. Um, I heard Gary V say uh, something that was powerful as well. And I was like, yes, you're right. Uh, someone was asking him about... Uh, something business related. And he said that he was like, you know what? He said, you know what fascinates me, you know, in the way Gary Vee does. He said, I'm not interested in uh, the wood as much as I'm interested in the sawdust. He said, I want to meet the guy who thought about taking the sawdust and making something out of it. And it just hit me. I had a, a deluge of memories and things. I remember like we, when we were kids, uh, we had this playhouse in the back of my grandparents' yard. And the playhouse was made out of sawdust uh, sheeting or, or planks. And that was because the sawdust was less expensive. But depending on the grade of it and how pressure packed it was, it could become very sturdy. And so that was the material 
that our playhouse was made out of. And that was like my first introduction to sawdust. And I didn't even realize that those little chips and bits and pieces were the leftovers. They were the scraps. Because to me, that sawdust planked uh, uh, structure gave me many and many, many, many hours and days of fun and and uh, great memories and being able to have a sense of separation and independence from my parents and grandparents uh, for the first time in my life. And when I heard him say that, I immediately got back to that. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And to this day, there is a lot of money to be made from uh, sawdust that has been collected and pressed down, shaken together, and uh, glued together uh, to provide some very sturdy foundations. So much so that there is a great amount of wealth that can be made in harvesting this refuse, this this leftover from once uh, a piece of wood has been cut. Now, the other thing that um, I wanted to say about this is that looking at leftovers and scraps and those types of things, when you respect them, it's kind of like they give you a little insight and a little gift and they become great. It's, uh, I, I imagine the, the person who reconsiders a thing that others have overlooked and thought could not be used again and found a higher calling for it. Now, I am not talking about the leftovers and scraps that are put together and uh, are an inferior product to their originals uh, that sometimes even try to masquerade as the original products. No, I'm talking about this wisdom that happens when these scraps and these leftovers are put in capable hands that are able to transform them into something of their own own identity and their own standing. So the thing about pig's feet, pig knuckles, you know, all this, all the scrap parts or the pig part delicacies as they're known in our neck of the woods, they don't try to masquerade as a lower grade of pork loin or ham or bacon. No, they are what they are, point blank, period. And because they are what they are, they're able to, to shine, in, like I said, in the right hands, in the hands of people who understand what to do with it. And I think it comes out of being uh, almost forced to, to give proper respect to it because that's all you have. You know, when, like I said, when I heard about the, the sawdust and, you know, the mind who paid attention to the sawdust, I can also imagine it as maybe that's all that person had. Now, um, I love documentaries. Oh, I love them so much. And uh, there was, it wasn't a documentary. I I believe it was a reality show that came on a few years ago about uh, gym brokers and how these people would go all around the world at different seasons for when different gems were being harvested. And there was this one particular episode where they went and um, it was somewhere in India and the uh, 
gems were being harvested. And I want to say it was rubies or something. Don't quote me on that. It was some precious gem. And um, the man looks over at, it looks like a runoff, you know, um, of, uh, of, of where uh, you've piled up, you know, trash or, or tilled ground. And there, all, there were all these people and even had a little stream and there were all these people there. And he asked, you know, what's going on there? And his guide who was with him told him, oh, uh, that is the part of the mines that have been mined. And so as part of our deal with the government or whatever it was, they allowed the locals to come in and continue to look for little remnants and leftovers and scraps of uh, these precious stones. And right after the guy said that, they pan back over and they see all of these people. I mean, there are families, including little kids out there with little pans and stuff looking for uh, these gems. And I, I, I want to say it was rubies, but I don't want to say that that's accurate. But then he went on to say that when they find these gems, that it's, well, it's such a big deal that they, uh, when they go, they they don't necessarily sell them just individually. They collect them. And that whatever this gem is, once they collect them, because they're such little, small little pieces, those gems get bought and used for a specific purpose for garments and jewelry that the other gems are not satisfactorily, you know, uh, ready because you end up ruining those. So that these smaller pieces have their own industry that have been made around them. And thus these people are very needy. I mean, need needful, excuse me, for the economy to work. And I thought about that. I was like, wow. And it is simply because someone dared to go back and look for the leftovers, look for the stuff that people didn't want. And I'm going to say this. Um, I've been toying around with doing a podcast on self-pity and uh, what it means to try to have thick skin. And trust me, you will fail miserably unless you have a mental deficiency if you try to always have thick skin. and when I think about scraps and leftovers and all of those things and the opportunities that are there, I even think about um, when we are feeling like we are the leftovers. You know, there's a saying that uh, has become popular right now, and um, it talks about the person feeling like they're always the default, feeling like they are not the one that is highly sought after, like they are uh, an afterthought. And I want to just really kind of tell you right now that there is a treasure in every part. There, to me, is a special treasure for the parts that the average person cast off as a leftover or a scrap or sawdust or pig part delicacies. You know, and the treasure is that when you go back and you really observe and look at making that part shine, it was never supposed to be like all the others anyway. 
See, to me, there is a uniqueness in what people cast off as the undesirable part because it requires you to pull out of it a greater level of creativity and thus it becomes delicate, treasured. It becomes unique and it becomes something that has a slow burn of, of um, popularity. Um, one of the reasons, and I'm going to say this, one of the reasons why um, I continue to work in a capacity as a fiction writer is because whenever I create something, I can sell it immediately and the thing is, is that if you t- if I take my time, I can't speak for anybody else, but I choose to take my time and write the best book I can at that particular time. And what I find is that over time, those books, whether they took off the gate running or they were they were ignored, they eventually age and get better. And then people come back and they might be hot on a new series I've got. And then they come back and they read all of these other books and, and they're like, wow, I don't understand why I didn't, you know, get this one, you know, when it first came out or whatever. And I'm all, I'm always amazed now in my, in that part, particular part of the industry, we call that, you know, your backlist and your read through to your backlist. And we're always grateful for it. But some of those books over the years, I have actually thought, oh, those are my, you know, people treat them as, you know, scraps and leftovers. And I have actually kind of struggled sometimes, you know, to the point where I have delisted a lot of books over the years because they didn't quote unquote get as much love as some of the others. And, you know, a lot of times it can be hit or missed. But as I am, starting to actively look for the wisdom smacks that are out there everywhere, I am starting to also learn that a lot of times what we think is a scrap is really material that requires more patience, more uh, time, and more creativity to truly appreciate And that, to me, is something that is just amazing. You know, who would think that something that is cast off, come on, pig knuckles, please. (laughs) But something that is cast off, that someone was able to look at it again, respect it in the right way, to reconsider it and to study it and to stare at it enough to try to figure out how to make something out of this, where now it's a delicacy, you know? And I keep looking at how many opportunities are out there and how many opportunities were probably missing by not going back to look, to look for the cast-offs, the scraps, the leftovers, the sawdust of our life that we think is just something to be put in the trash and done away with. And when I was looking at those uh, those shows uh, with the way people come up with ingenious ideas to repurpose things, there was one in particular that I uh, saw and I was like, you know, 
it takes a, a certain type of brilliance for people to come up with the things they do. And I, it was one of those make maker shows and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, they were, uh, re- I can't exactly remember all of what they reused, but the thing is, is they used the materials for something completely different. And um, the judges on the show were like, wow, I would have never thought to do that. And, you know, they were talking about how much they increased the value and the integrity of what they were producing by using this stuff that everybody else had looked over, not paid attention to, or turned their nose up at. And that was another thing. Isn't it something when you look at these cast-offs, these scraps and leftovers, to the average world, they turn their nose up at them. To me, it's almost like they cast a spell that only those people worthy enough are able to see below the surface of of repugnancy that they cast off to those who are not worthy of them. And that amazes me. I get a personal kick out of that. That really amazes me. And I'm just like, wow, you know, it it does take a lot. It and when I say a lot, it takes a lot of confidence, trust, curiosity, um, creativity, ingenuity and innovativeness and all of these types of things to pull this kind of thing off. Wow. When I, oh, it's just, like I said before, when wisdom kisses you with something, it's amazing because now I am looking at my world and I'm like, what have I been casting off? What have I been thinking either it's only got one use and I can only use this thing for one thing and all the stuff that comes with it that's not perfectly lined up for that. I'm going to cast it off. No, I have been stopping and re-looking at things in a new way. And that to me is very powerful. So now listen to me because, you know, we're just talking right now. You know, I'm not trying to give you a whole bunch of uh bullet points and stuff. I'm just really kind of telling you this, this one real wisdom smack. If you want to find out where a possible treasure is, stop. Don't go to the store. Don't try to get online to figure out what other people are doing. Just start where you are and look at the stuff. Hey, look at the stuff that you normally throw away you know, as, as one and, and rethink your world, reconsider it. One of <laughs> there is, um, uh, yesterday I did a podcast about your AQ, you know, what is your adaptability quotient? Because that is going to be the high, highest sought after uh, commodity, not commodity, but the highest sought after characteristic that people have. You're going to need to have people that are able to be common day MacGyvers, always able to adjust to their environment and take on new skills quickly uh, to still continue to operate at their highest level whenever possible, right? And so I was talking about that yesterday. And what I'm learning is a lot of this stuff is connected. So people who uh, are able to do that 
also naturally kind of sort of are able to do this type of thing for looking for uh, opportunities that might seem to be invisible to us. So let me talk a little bit about um, how to start finding these hidden treasures, right? Now it's obvious. If you do if you're doing something at your house and you are looking for uh opportunities like the sawdust, you know, another opportunity like that, of course, start with the tangible. Definitely start with start with the tangible stuff around the house. You know, let me give you a for instance like some some of the stuff my grandmother used to do. Uh before uh, be, be, before they had all this fancy stuff with your laundry detergents and things, uh, my grandmother would take in wash as an extra job to, you know, make the ends meet. And I would watch her. And I've talked about how she taught me how to starch my, my shirts and jeans and things like that. And I would watch how she would, uh, make her her water her finishing spray water and uh what she would do and so she, i before um well there used to be a time where there was no such thing as gels and all this kind of stuff body washes you just had a bar of soap and the bars of soap would get down to these small little air, uh pieces and my grandmother would collect those pieces so she would collect those pieces put a little bit of water in there melt the little pieces down to where she had kind of like a slurry and then get this you guys she would take you know how you have a little bit of cologne or perfume left in a bottle she would take whatever she had left and she usually would do it with the inexpensive uh, colognes and things that that she uh, would just, you know, buy for everyday use, not the specials kind. And she would spray some of it in there and uh, she would take that slurry and it would become a new uh, bar. But what she would do is grate it and then it would go into the wash uh, on top of her regular detergents and stuff to give those clothes a fresh, uh, professionally perfumed smell. I also remember her preparing her, what they used to call linen waters. And she would uh, use a little bit of vinegar and a little bit of uh, baking soda and those types of things. And just like I said, a little touch, a little little spray here or there of... um, those perfumes and spray the clothes down such that they smell so good. And when my grandmother would get through with laundry, it was like, oh my gosh. And these were the scraps and the leftovers. And and she had, I believe, a high AQ because my grandmother believed you shouldn't have much leftover. You should not be throwing a lot away. That means you're being lazy and you're not taking advantage of all of the different opportunities that are in front of you. I was like, wow, this is just this is just amazing. And when I look back on that and I see that, wow, nothing truly is new under the sun. And I had gotten a little bit lazy of seeing things and reflecting on things that were totally 
missed opportunities of stuff that I could look for that were the scraps. And that's another reason why I talk about what we can learn from the generations before us. Because like I said, in my community, uh, I came out of a people who had their sustenance, their eating, their food was were the scraps and they turned them into delicacies. And so today, what I want to encourage you to do is don't turn your nose up at the scraps. Don't make them invisible any longer. Go back and look at everything. And wisdom is saying, I'm here to show you new opportunities. You know, there are uh, new ways of doing things based on the stuff that's left over. I mean, I have seen on those shows, I have seen people take uh, toilet paper rolls, you know, and do amazing things like boil them down and make new paper and do calligraphy on them and frame them in one of those cardboard frames and sell them on Etsy for a lot of money. I mean, the creativity is out of this world and it's all right in front of each and every one of us. Um, I don't know if I have time to tell this one real quick, but this one is a this one is a criminal one and it's a shocker, but it it I think it shows you the in, ingenuity that people have. So right now um, in North America where we have a lot of fast food restaurants, there is a whole underground world of people who go and steal yes, I said steal, uh, grease or cooking oil from these places because they can uh, repurpose them for fuels, biofuels and different things. And I read an article where it said on a good night, you can make anywhere from $10,000 to $30,000 if you got enough of this cooking oil, used cooking oil that these places can no longer use. Now note, do not do this people. I'm just showing you all the different extremes of how there really are treasures in the leftovers, in the scraps, in the refuse, in the stuff that you think there is no hope or no purpose for it. So, oh man, I, I want to talk more, but guess what? Yeah, my time is up and I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast for Wisdom Smack. Mwah! So you know what to do rate, review, share, and comment and like. And don't forget to use our uh, Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And guess what? I'm going to see you tomorrow. So I want you to have a wonderful day. Don't forget, there are treasures all around you. Don't despise the little things. Talk to you soon. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.